Hello there. Thanks for joining the uh, Psychology Report once again. Today I would like to address a very sad topic and a very sad issue that we all experience in our neighborhoods, in our church, in our schools, uh, in our workplace. And that is people who have been abused. Children have been abused, and women have been abused, and even men have been abused. And uh, there's a large number of abused, abused kids and adults that uh, are looking for a place you know, to be accepted, looking for a place to have a new start, looking for a place to be safe and to feel safe, you know, looking for a place where there is love and there is uh, positive love, a healthy love, constructive love, rather than conditional love and abusive love that they probably have experienced for years and many times. So, a question is, um, what does an abused child need? What does an abused woman need? What does an abused wife need? What does an abused man or husband need? Or son, adult son, you know, whoever it is, what is needed by that person who's been historically abused and now shows up in your church, now shows up in your neighborhood, now shows up in your workplace, now shows up in your club or in an organization or some place where you uh, gather with other people? Well, let's take a look at a couple things that these people really desperately need and where you can help. And this is a way that you can help in the redeeming process, and the healing process from abuse. What is needed, number one, is inclusion. You know, people who have been abused feel excluded. They feel like they're on the out. They feel like they're different. They feel like they're unwanted. They feel like they are unworthy. They feel like they have very low self-esteem and very little worth to anyone else. Well, that's not true. They have as much worth as anybody else. They may have low self-esteem because they've been abused and they've been subjected to uh, overpowering people uh, in their life, parents and spouses and so on. So they need to be included, you know, and you can do that by just reaching out and saying, you know, welcome. Welcome to the church. You belong here. Feel, feel welcome here. Feel comfortable here. Feel at home here. Or you can say that in your neighborhood, if you know that somebody just moved in and that's been their history and that's why they relocated, reach out, go over and see them and include them in the neighborhood and say, this is a neighborhood that cares and is safe and we want you to feel safe and, and here's my number and here's how you can reach me and I'll be available to you and, and just help them feel included. So that inclusion is the kind of thing that they really want and need. If you're in a club, that's what you do. If you're in an organization, that's what you do. You know, if you're in a workplace and an abused person comes there to work or volunteer or is getting a new start, don't exclude them, don't ignore them, but include them in the lunches, include them in the walks that you take during the break and other times so that they just feel like they belong and have always belonged there. So inclusion is very necessary and very important. Secondly, acceptance. You know, they need to feel acceptance. You know, they need to feel like not only they are included, but that they are included with some value and some worth. They're accepted as they are, 
for who they are. In spite of what's happened to them, they are included and they are accepted individuals. And they now belong. They belong to the community. They belong to the church. They belong to the club that you participate in. They belong to your workplace. You know, whatever. They just belong. And give them that feeling like you've accepted them and you're not going to question them. You're not going to doubt them. You're not going to go through all the evils and horrid experiences that they've had. Just take them from where they are and help them go along into the next level of living, the next step of living, and just be accepting. And number three, you'd be a little bit forgiving too. Sure, they may have had some role to play in the abuse. Maybe they've been a contributing member just to some degree. Maybe they had a role in it. But you know, just give them forgiveness. Give them grace. Give them freedom. You don't have to talk about that. You don't have to dwell on that. You don't have to get those answers. You don't have to ask those questions. They just want to know that you accept them for who they are. You're, you're forgiving. You're going to overlook. You're going to take them from where they are now today and move forward and not worry about what happened to them yesterday and the day before and the weeks before and the years before. Just move forward with them and help them build a new life. Find out what their goals are. Find out what their desires are. Find out what their needs are and try to meet those. Help them reach goals. Help them establish steps along the way. Help them feel like they are accomplishing their next level of living, moving on to another level, to another, to a higher level than they've had before. Be their friend, you know, be their companion, and just be there in a support role. And they will benefit, and you will benefit from that as well. Everyone needs a little forgiveness. Everyone needs a little grace. Everyone needs a little overlooking of the details of their life, and just move forward. And, you know, fourth, they need a listening ear. You know, there are times when they may want to talk, be available. And if they talk too much or too long, it's all right for you to say, you know, this has been a heavy time of discussion. It's been heavy for you. It's been heavy for me. I think we need to pick up this discussion at another time, another place. So let's just kind of end it for now. And I just appreciate the story. appreciate what you've shared. appreciate what you've been able to tell me, the trust that you put in me, the confidence that you put in me to tell me all these things. But I think I've had enough for now. I think you've had enough for now. Let's do this at another time. It's all right to cut it off. You, just because somebody wants to talk doesn't mean you have to spend two, three, four, and five hours you know, going through the whole story that the person wants to tell. Bits and pieces are probably better. Listen to small parts and control it, shape it, so that the person doesn't get overwhelmed, but also that the person doesn't overwhelm you with a story or whatever it might be. But be the listening ear. Be available. Give them your telephone number. Give them your email. Make sure that they can text you. You know, be, be on the availability side of the street so that if they have a need, they know where to go. And all you need to do is listen. You don't need to answer all the questions. You don't need to answer all the problems. You don't need to deal with all the needs that they have. You're not the answer to everything. But you can be a listening ear. You can point them in directions. You can point them to places and people that might be of further help you know, to them as well. And uh, that becomes the listening ear you know, role you know, that you can play. But mostly and, 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 and foremostly, the thing for a, a person who has been abused needs and wants from you and what you can provide 
is just your care and concern and interest and compassion and empathy. Not pity, but empathy. Caring for them, loving them, supporting them, encouraging them, and just be there when needed. The empathetic person can be a healing person. The compassionate person can be a healing person in the life of somebody who needs that kind of help and that kind of healing. That's a role you can play. This has been the Psychology Report. Thanks for joining me. I do recommend you to the Fresno Rescue Mission. Now, the Fresno Rescue Mission has a program which is called Rescue the Children. And this is a program for abused mothers and abused children. And getting a new start. It's a place for them to live and a place for them to reorganize and restructure their life so they can move forward and move onward. So here's a place where you might want to volunteer. Here's a place where you might want to just send some money and or send some clothing or send some furniture or, you know, whatever they might need. So just call the Fresno Rescue Mission and ask about the program Rescue the Children and ask how you can help, what their needs might be. It would be a great opportunity, you know, for you in this particular community. Now, if you live in a different community, you know, there may be a similar program for abused children and abused parents and mothers. If that's the solve, you may want to just be a little help to that particular program. Send them some dollars or volunteer or send them some items that they might need like clothing. But give a helping hand. That's how you can help. And um, you may not be able to help a person sometimes very directly and personally, but you can help indirectly by working with and supporting the organizations that do help them. So nice to have you with me, and uh, go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com, and uh, a couple good books in there. Living Life at Its Best is a great book for you, a book on health care, a book on parenting. There's just a lot of good books there available for you, so uh, check it out and buy a book and read this summer. Uh, booksbyhedberg.com is the website. Okay, bye for now.